0: Hey, welcome back. So yesterday I I posted a a video uh, and podcast uh, by the title of how much silver is there for each person on Earth. Now, if you watch it, and I highly recommend you do it, it is a repost. I actually originally made this back in 2019, almost two years ago. And I considered, you know, with everything that's going on in this, you know, silver squeeze environment just in the past few weeks, um, or even in the context of the whole last year in terms of fiscal and monetary stimulus and debasement of the dollar, and the big move up that we've seen in both silver and gold, I thought to myself, I should make another video on this topic. Well, let me reference the old one. And after watching the old one, I realized, you know, I'm not going to outdo this. The only thing I would get out of it is maybe some more updated data But not a whole lot has changed in two years' time span in terms of the answer to that question. How much silver is there per person on Earth? And the conclusion in that video was not a whole lot. My conclusion there was maybe a half to to one ounce per person. If we're talking, if we're restricting it to just, you know, identifiable, you know, investment-type grade silver, not silverware... Not silver jewelry, obviously we're excluding uh industrial you know silver that is found in in electronics and elsewhere. If we exclude that one and a half to one ounce per person, or in other terms, you know roughly three and a half to you know seven plus you know billion ounces uh, maybe as a higher upper threshold, maybe ten billion, even if we use that as as if we're being generous, ten billion ounces. You know, back then when I made the, the video, I think that was somewhere in the ballpark of like 150 to 160 billion dollar market. Today, obviously we're talking more something along the lines of, uh, 27, you know, silver's up a fair bit this, this day, up around $27 an ounce. So, so roughly 270 billion, uh, dollar market, which, you know, in comparison to gold, and the stock market and the bond market and the corporate debt market and the private equity market and the real estate market on and on and on it's a very small market continues to be despite you know the big move up that we've seen in price in in the price of silver in the past you know several months so i want to sort of of segue off that video into a topic of what will it take for silver to reach fifty dollars an ounce that is a key number that more or less was reached in in the big move up in the you know early 80s the Hunt Brothers era uh, late 70s early 80s was around when it hit that point I forget the exact year and then of course in 2011 it it roughly hit 50 dollars ounce as well it's a key psychological threshold and you know as a reminder technically speaking I'm not going to get a ton into technicals and this will probably be the extent of it right now but in terms of technicals not only is it a key resistance or Eventually, maybe a support level. It's also uh, a number where there's not a whole lot of other, you know, key resistance levels between here and and there. You know, maybe twenty nine dollars, thirty dollars an ounce, and then you have a whole lot of space with not a whole lot of key technical levels between thirty and fifty dollars an ounce. It's a, I think it's an important number for silver to reach. And so let's ask the question of what will it take for silver to get there? Now the reason I brought up my my topic from yesterday or almost two years ago how much silver is there. I think that's a, that's a really key thing to start with because there's this talk recently of this short squeeze on silver. Now a short squeeze, a short squeeze in any market is, is a market phenomenon. It's a, it's, it's a market phenomenon that for silver or GameStop or AMC or anything, Tesla is something that would be confided to more or less the paper market. Right? We're talking about futures markets. We're talking about the COMEX. We're talking about the SLV and shorting those assets. In, in the case of, of something like the SLV, you're borrowing shares with the intention to, to you know, give those shares back later after you've bought them at a lower price. That's how shorting works. It's a bet on the price of an asset going down and a short squeeze happens when uh, the price actually goes up and it goes up too much and and, and uh, traders are, are forced to buy back those shares at a higher price. But it's a paper market phenomenon more or less. It can occur in the physical market but but that's not what silver market is today. It's it's a paper market that the price is set by. And and so I think we need to start there that yes, to get to $50, we can have a short squeeze in the paper market. I'm not of the opinion that the powers that be, those that manipulate the markets, bullion banks, governments, etc., will absolutely prevent that from happening. In fact, you know, if you're in a certain camp, I'm not saying I am, but some people would say maybe they would want that to happen just so they could drive it back down again and see, see, $50 is too much. It was in a bubble and look, we're back at 30 again or 20 or what have you, right? That's a real possibility. And, and, And so I'm not of the opinion that a short squeeze in the paper market can't happen. And I think we need to start by getting that out of the way, because that's what a lot of people have been focusing on, right? You have the Wall Street bets, and and however many of them, and, and and everyone else that saw what Wall Street bets and other investors and hedge funds, et cetera, did to GameStop and AMC, and they want to replicate that in silver. Now, the problem is, is that silver is a heavily manipulated market. It's a larger market, not too large to move, but it's larger, right? And And thus far, it hasn't happened. It just hasn't happened in the paper market. But that's not where the story ends. You know, in fact, if anything, if we're talking about a short squeeze in silver, or as I saw somebody on Twitter who, I forget exactly who, maybe more appropriately termed it, a physical squeeze in silver. You know, we're just wrapping up the first act of this. Or, you know, depending on where you want to start the story, maybe we're many acts into this play. Because the, the physical squeeze on silver, you know, to start that story, we'd have to go all the way back to, um, gosh, probably the 2000s. Right? It's at that point in time where you see the physical price of silver slowly start to rise in the early 2000s. You know, at that point, governments had gotten rid of their hordes of physical silver. They'd obviously gotten rid of their physical coinage, physical silver coinage for a long time as well. And then, obviously, with the Great Recession, unprecedented monetary and fiscal policy by the U.S. government and by other central banks and governments, the Federal Reserve, um, and then, of course, a big move up in 2011, you have a large amount of investors buying physical silver. You have crash JP Morgan, buy silver, crash JP Morgan. You have, you know, campaigns like that. Obviously, all along the way and and dating back hundreds and hundreds of years, people in the United States and elsewhere have bought physical silver. People in India have had physical silver for a long time but that's where you could start the story but if we're talking about this part of of this this short squeeze we're just finishing up act one and hey guess what the 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 short squeeze in the paper market it failed we had a gap up on sunday you know last week thursday and friday we had big moves up in the silver market but otherwise it's failed it's not happening right now that's not going to happen until we have a physical squeeze But that's just beginning. Right? I talked about this, you know, in in my podcast, I think on on Wednesday, if I remember correctly. The colossal move into silver that we've seen thus far, just in the past week. Again, we can start this story back in 2010 or 2011. We can start the story a year ago, but just in the last week, a tremendous amount. You know, I talked about JM Bullion. 27 million ounces of sales in a single weekend. And that's just JM Bullion. Never mind Apmex, SD Bullion, um, Provident Metals, uh, and, and many other, you know, online retailers, local coin shops, eBay dealers, and those that are buying physical silver and placing them in some sort of custodian vault account. We're talking a massive physical squeeze of silver and you see it in the premiums and you see it in the availability or lack thereof of a lot of these silver products on on the physical market, right? And there's going to be some people that say, well, this is just a re- shortage of retail silver because we're running out of coins and bars and, and rounds that have been minted and As soon as mints catch up on that, and and as soon as the U.S. Mint and other private mints catch up, you know, it's not a real shortage of physical silver. It's just on the retail side. But believe me, there's plenty of 1,000-ounce bars. And and don't get me wrong, there is a lot of silver out there, right? Even if it's a relatively small market, we're talking billions of ounces. But are they going to sell? Are those investors going to actually sell at this point in time when silver has a lot of momentum. I think the vast for the vast majority, again, this is my own opinion, and I always try and preface these podcasts with none of this should be taken as investment advice or anything like that, but my opinion is that the vast majority, the answer to that will be no. A, because it has momentum. It has price momentum to the upside. It has for like a year now since its you know huge drop down in March of, of 2020. Second of all, it has strong tailwinds in the form of much like 2010 2011 unprecedented in monetary and fiscal policy right i mean am i wrong you have this trading aspect or you have this not trading but just price aspect the momentum but then you also have this unprecedented policy which is almost certainly going to eventually destroy many of of the existing fiat currencies or at least debase them i should say significantly so are they going to sell Right? Are all these people, or are all these vaults that have thousands and thousands of ounces of silver, millions and millions, but thousand ounce bars, are they just going to sell those to mint them onto the market, you know, mint them into coins, bars, et cetera? No. And hey, guess what? Mining production isn't going to make up for that either. Mining production was down a ton in 2020, partly because of mine closures, but the trend for mining has been down anyways, down anyways for a long time now, Right? And, and that's not something, I mean, the, the spending in, in silver and gold exploration and, 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 you know, capital expenses and whatnot in the market to, to start new mines just hasn't been there, right? Just like with oil, just like with any other base metal for silver, not that it's base metal, but with base metals, with other precious metals, with silver, it takes a long time and a lot of money to bring production, you know, actually into production, bring, bring um, that into production months and years, right? You're only going to fill that gap so much with, with mines that actually have capacity to increase their production right now or in a matter of weeks, right? That's just not going to be met. And again, we're just an act one of this 27 million, just from JP Morgan, another 9 million or so in the last week, uh, last month or so um, from, from the Sprott, you know, PSLV, this Sprott physical silver trust that, that trades, um, you know, the physical version of SLV. Obviously, I talk about how SLV had moved a ton of, of money into physical silver. And, and I shared my, my doubts on that, but you know, um, that's there, right? But then you take into account all these other investors. I'm talking, you know, 100, 200 million ounces just in the last week into physical silver. That is not a drop in the ocean. That is a lot. That is a lot of demand. And it's, I, I don't see any signs of it slowing down. I don't see signs of a whole lot of people saying this is too expensive, $27 an ounce. Not if it's got the price momentum, not if it's got the fundamentals, not if a lot of these people are ideologically motivated to buy physical silver because they see something on the other side of this. They see that when this happens, the physical squeeze or their short squeeze, that bad things will happen to those that, that have manipulated the price for so long. So what will it take? I... The short squeeze can happen. The paper short squeeze can happen, but it's going to be on the back of a physical squeeze. So what needs to happen is, is a couple things. First of all, sustained physical buying for weeks, for months, potentially, right? Even as the price ascends, sustained physical buying, sustained retail shortages of silver from, from private mints, from from wholesalers from retailers from government mints etc and you need to have a fair number of these people that currently own physical silver whether it's in a vault or in their own house or what have you to hold on to it to not sell into the market not sell into these rising prices right there will be a point where the price is so high that it maybe outweighs you know the momentum behind the price and a lot of people are going to ditch out then and that's you know, more of the power to them, whether that's into another asset, um, like gold, given, you know, what the ratio may be at that point or something. Sure. But I don't see that happening at $30 an ounce in, 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 in a widespread fashion. I don't see that happening at 35, even for, because I think a lot of people are looking for that $50 number. And I will remind you that A, there's not a whole lot of room between 30 and 50, but guess what? There's absolutely nothing above 50. Because silver's never really been above that. Right? Maybe in inflation adjusted terms, but, but in terms of, of notional, no, it hasn't. So that's what needs to happen is sustained physical purchases, and we need to have continued tailwinds, whether that's a weaker dollar, I mean, it's going to be weaker dollar, um, fiscal policy, um, that will have two effects. A, you know, increased debt to of the dollar, and then B, also, um, you know, increased demand for industrial uses for silver, you know, uh, because oftentimes fiscal policy goes hand in hand with infrastructure spending and whatnot, as well as consumer purchases of things that use silver, right? Um, so you need to have those sustained tailwinds of fiscal policy, of monetary policy. And, and there's not a whole lot of doubt in my mind that that's going to happen, right? Um, and, and I think that's kind of it. I mean, that's what we need. Sustained demand, limited amount of supply of people actually, you know, come out to the market from people actually selling the sustained tailwinds. And eventually you're going to see a, an increased physical squeeze. That's going to move beyond just the retail space. I think it already has, but it's going to meet more people will recognize it's moved beyond just the retail space and into, um, the, the widespread physical silver market the same physical silver that is traded on the Comex, owned by the SLV um or PSLV, the same silver that is is uh you know shipped to to factories and elsewhere um for for industrial uses. When you see a shortage of that, and not just one ounce bars, but thousand ounce bars, I talked about this on Wednesday too. That's going to be what it takes to send silver over fifty dollars an ounce. Or two fifty. And and then, you know, beyond that. 2021 is is our best shot at it at this point right i'd love to just be like 2021 is best shot and then 2022 well if it doesn't happen this year it'll happen next year and that that very well might be the case but but i i just don't see it waiting that long to make that move given the momentum we have now both in the paper price but also the physical demand for silver but i'll remind you as you wrap up today's podcast check out my one from yesterday right? It's got some visuals. And I go into an in-depth discussion of how much silver is there is there in the world. You know, the numbers have changed a little bit. We've mined, you know, roughly or just shy of, you know, 200 or not 200, uh, 2 billion extra ounces since then. But hey, guess what? A lot of that has gone into industrial uses and elsewhere. and Not a whole lot of it has, has actually gone into, you know, physical silver coins and bars and whatnot. A fair bit of physical silver coins and bars have probably been melted down since then. You know, so the numbers have changed some, but the gist of it, how much silver is there per person on earth? Half an ounce to an ounce, maybe at most 10 billion ounces total, which is a little over an ounce per person. Not a huge market, right? And you think, oh you know, it's that's still two hundred and seventy billion dollars. Well, again, as I said earlier, doesn't mean that two hundred and seventy billion dollars worth of silver is on the market. Because there's a lot of people, myself included, that when it comes to my physical silver, I'm not looking to sell at $30 an ounce, 35 40 No, because we have the momentum, we have the tailwinds, and we have the physical demand. So check out that video if you're more interested in that. Um, I'll, I'll try and put a link down below in the description. It's certainly available on podcast platforms as well if you are listening on a podcast platform today. As always, though, I'd like to thank every one of you from the bottom of my heart for tuning into today's podcast. And God bless.